0: Greetings. You're listening to the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. My name is Chris Smith. Whether you're a grizzled old salt pining for the days of wire rope halyards, or a greenhorn wondering what the hell a dolphin striker is, this is the podcast that seeks to fill the need for everybody's third most favorite pastime, that is, talking about sailing. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. If you're just joining us, this first batch of episodes chronicles the refit and subsequent adventures of my wife Ryan and I aboard our 1967 Pearson Aerial Firefly. We spent two years on the hard fixing up the old girl and took her down the ICW from Virginia to the Florida Keys and back. Cheers! Virginia in our wake, Carolina on our bow. Greetings from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. All kinds of adventures since our last confession. We left Regent Point Marina one week ago on October 27th and sailed to the Severn River in, quote, boisterous conditions. Learned how to heave to while reefing the main. Saw dolphins surfing in our bow wave. Hit 8.3 knots while surfing downwind. Attacked ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Spent a day drying out in the Severn and made it down to the Pocosin River and anchored up Chisman Creek. Rode our wee dinghy into a marina on Chisman searching for beer and a stranger to us then lent us his brand new f-150 to drive up to the store thanks man this truck is bigger than our boat waited out a small craft advisory another day in chisman and hit the road for hampton roads we took great pains to stay out of the shipping channels but seeing 600-foot container ships naval vessels barges and tugs was still somewhat unnerving we anchored up the lafayette river for the night and struck out again navigated our first bridge opening banged a right for Deep Creek, and locked up eight feet to the Great Dismal Swamp Canal, motored down the canal and rafted up with eight other boats at the Visitor Center docks, got up early, motored down the rest of the canal, locked down into the Pasquotank River, passed through some otherworldly swamp in the pouring rain, and popped out at Elizabeth City. Phew, that's the short version. So our first day on the Chesapeake Bay was definitely a trial by fire. The day that we had picked out to leave, I guess, was the 26th and when we as we were looking at the weather forecast it was small craft advisory i think it was calling for 20 to 25 um you know pretty pretty decent sized waves on the bay so we decided to push it back a day and check the weather then unfortunately my parents had to had to head home at that point so they weren't able to see us off the dock but time and tide wait for no man or woman and that's just kind of how it goes um, so we, we got up the next day the 27th and there was a small craft advisor on the bay but they had pulled it for the wrap uh, northeast winds 20 knots waves two to three and we decided to go for it um, not really knowing what what that forecast meant in real terms for us we uh, we pulled the trigger so as we we're coming out the Rappahannock we had dolphins on the bow which which we took to be a good sign um, it was pretty it was pretty cool and that was definitely one of our favorite Parts of the uh, the whole trip was seeing dolphins and and having dolphins playing along with you as you're sailing is 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 always always exciting. Um, so not long after that, we shook the anchor loose. We have a big we have a big old uh, we have a big mantis on the bow, and I hadn't secured it properly because I didn't really I didn't really anticipate the forces that were going to be uh, going to be put on it as we were bouncing around out there. So I ran forward and secured the anchor. And that was just a harbinger of things to come, really. Uh, it was certainly, it was a shakedown cruise, and the, uh, the shake part of that was definitely in evidence. Um, so once we were out of the lee of Windmill Point, we, uh, we decided to put a reef in the main, and it became apparent that we probably should have done that before we left the dock because that was the first time we had ever reefed the sail. So, so, uh, you know, we get out into the the bay proper and then when we start bouncing around and the wind's kind of starting to blow pretty good and we're getting healed over. So, uh, we have just normal slab reefing on the main sail and we hadn't run the, the, the reefing pendant beforehand. So we got the sail down and it's flogging and it's flapping all over the place. We had a run the reefing line through the Kringle in the uh, the leech of the sail. And then it goes, it gets affixed on one side of the boom and gets run through a cheek block on the other up to a cleat at the base of the mast. And uh, so that was a bit of a, a fire drill to be sure. We, you know, it took two of us to actually haul the line in because we didn't have, um, we just didn't have it set up to where it was easy to do. So it took a lot of strength to actually haul the sail in against the, the force of the wind and on top of that, so as, as I left the tiller, the boat tacked, um, which turned out to be a good thing. We just kind of lay there hove to, uh, which which worked, worked fine. And, and in kind of in hindsight, it felt pretty good knowing that the boat would kind of look after us. You know, God looks after fools and sailors. So I think we might have qualified for both at that point. <laughs> um, so we got the sail reefed. And then we uh, we turned south, so we spent the next ten hours or so um, in a, on a deep, broad reach. And I was just trying really, really hard not to jibe the boat. So we were we were crashing along. Uh, we had we were catching surfs. The, the boat hit eight point three knots at one point, which uh, is really, really fast for a Pearson aerial Hull speed is five point eight. So and on the Chesapeake Bay, you know, that's that's not, that's doing pretty good. So we were hauling ass. Um, I do wish we had a preventer set up, and I was familiar with them, but I had I hadn't rigged it, and I and I just didn't we just didn't happen, uh, and that would have certainly eased a lot of the stress of that day because it was a long time kind of sitting at the tiller and just just holding on and and you know glued to the uh, just keeping an eye on the telltales and the the wind indicator and just feeling the wind on my back on the back of my neck, trying real hard not to not to jive the boat, so. It was kind of a gray and rainy, windy day. There was not really any other boats out. We saw a few, a few bigger cruising boats that were, were a little were further out than we were, um, and it was just it was intense. There was you know whitecaps, you know the, in the lulls the wind wasn't too bad, but then when it was you know blowing, gusting, it was gusting pretty good, and it was way more than we'd ever experienced before. You know, uh, me being a dinghy sailor and Ryan uh, having taken a few lessons before we left. Um, certainly had never been out in anything more than probably 15 knots of wind. And there's a big difference between 15 and 20 knots of wind. Um, and just being out in the Chesapeake Bay and it was gray, so visibility wasn't all that great. Um, it was intense. It definitely, it was definitely a stressful day. Uh, you know, we'd kind of, I had been anticipating this, uh, you know, this blissful sail down the bay and we were going to be sailing, sailing off into this adventure, uh, and, you know, anticipating this feeling of, of freedom. But, uh, but reality clamped down and had to really just focus on, on keeping everything together on the boat. So we were running um, compass courses between buoys. Uh, and visibility was about one, one and a half miles, nautical miles. Um, and the buoys are about two to two and a half miles apart. Uh, just kind of running down the, uh, the western shore of the bay off of um, the middle peninsula, off of, of uh, Matthews County, uh, the Pianka tank. That, that area. Uh, and there's not there's not a whole lot on the shoreline there in terms of uh, in terms of landmarks, you know it's, it's pretty flat country. So so we would you know, we were running compass courses, and the kind of the, the, the buoy that we' just passed would kind of disappear into the gloom and then we would wait 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes uh, for the next one to pop up. And so it always started to get a little stressful at the end of that time period. But when those buoys, when you, when they popped up out of the murk, that was uh, that was a good feeling, and and that started to give us a little bit of confidence in our in our ability to, to navigate and our ability to to you know to to run the boat, run a compass course. So that was that was good. That was I think that was a that was a good thing that we we learned that day. Um, somewhere in there, the the outboard motor popped off the mount. <laughs> so the the motor is in in a in the well in a in an outboard well, which is in the lazarette in the aft uh, locker of the boat, and. Uh, there's like a there's a I guess a bulkhead that it's clamped to, and it kind of hangs through this hole in the back of the lazarette. Um, and at you know when we were surfing along at 8.3 knots, there's a lot of force on the lower unit of the outboard. And at some point, I guess we looked back there. We heard something clunking around, and so the motor had kind of like kind of like jacked jacked itself up into a at a weird angle. Uh, fortunately, the hole that the lower unit goes through in in the outboard well is is too small for the motor to actually fall out so it just kind of was cockeyed in there but um we also saw that the 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 lazarette had completely filled with water um probably partly because we had put the boat down on our lines and partly just because that's just what happens (laughs) when you're when you're sailing in 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 a little bit of a chop so so that was nerve-wracking to be sure um and as it turns out, that pretty much happened every day on the ICW, regardless of whether it was a flat, calm day or a rough day. Uh, and, and it certainly is a function of how we loaded the boat, because now I've I changed the trim of the boat, and it actually happens somewhat more rarely, but it still does occur. So one of the most memorable kind of scenes in my mind, and, and Ryan and I both have this scene kind of burned into our brains, was it's coming around Wolf Trap Light. There was a Coast Guard cutter and a, I guess, like a smaller Coast Guard, like one of the 40-foot, inflat- like inflatable, rigid inflatable rescue boats. And they, do, they were doing some kind of training exercise, but it was super epic looking. I mean, so Wolf Trap Blight is a big, like uh, one of those barrel lighthouses, I guess, or it's, you know, it looks like a proper lighthouse. And it's, it's off maybe two or three miles off the coast, the western shore of the Chesapeake Bay there. And, you know, it was, so there's rough, so there was waves crashing and kind of spray flying around and these two, this Coast Guard cutter was bouncing up and down. And there was, you know, there was guys running around and, and doing all kinds of things. But it, it definitely made us think, like, if, if, it, if the cutter is bouncing around like this, what, what must we look like to them? They probably, people probably thought we were nuts. But, uh, and maybe we were. <laughs> but I, I, I tried to keep a log, um, a daily log of, uh, of our travels. And so let me just read a little bit out of that. Outboard motor comes up, came off the mount, very difficult to get back into place, somewhat worried about the dunking it received. Cleared wolf drop light in 25 knots, gusting 30 Four-foot seas. Tacked instead of jibing to make for Mobjack Bay. Unpleasant. <laughs> so a couple things about that. For one, it was definitely not blowing 25 or 30. Uh, it, it was blowing 20, and that was just our inexperience a and then i you know I, we when we were getting ready to come up into mobjack instead of jibing we tacked all the way around because the wind was northeast and we were had to head kind of east into the uh into mobjack bay so when we when we came onto the wind you know all of a sudden you go from sailing downwind to to being hard on it and it was like all of a sudden you feel full force of that wind and so the boat heeled over you know the rail goes in the water. We're throwing spray, and when we tack, you know the sails are flogging heavy. And even though we got got the boat through the wind quickly, and it was it was intense. It was it was the real deal for sure. So that was memorable. Uh, but certainly in hindsight, 25 to 30 was is a bit of a uh, an exaggeration. Or I guess it felt like that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and then we sailed up, so we sailed into uh, the Severn River under reef main and working jib. And as we kind of come under the lee of new point comfort, the seas start to flatten out. Uh, and then because the anchor or the, because the motor had been dunked, I wanted I was nervous about starting it. I wasn't sure if water had gotten into it. I didn't want to run it if it had gotten you know, seriously dunked. Um, so we, we ran wing and wing down the Severn River or up the Severn River, rather. And uh, we came into a, a little cove called, I think, Schoolhouse Point schoolhouse cove something like that on the on the the north fork of the severn so because the motor had gotten gotten dunked a little bit we and i didn't want to start it we anchored her sail which was pretty cool that was that was an exciting exciting thing and i just remember that feeling of kind of when you're coming in pulling into mob Jack, coming up the severn so the seas start to lay down wind's still blowing but we start to relax a little bit start to feel like oh we're gonna we're actually gonna make it and uh Turning, turning turn to port, into up the Severn River, popping the jib out to starboard, and and really just kind of flying along there, through the uh, it's kind of low and marshy at at the mouth of that river, and uh, it was it was cool. It was a good feeling, um, you know, a good feeling of accomplishment. So I want to give a little disclaimer about our experience level and preparation. Um, given you know this past year, there's been a lot of stuff about inexperienced people getting into trouble on sailboats some young people some not young people but people just kind of going out just you know kind of hearing the advice to just go just go and do it and going out there and doing it and getting into trouble so you can prepare as best as you can but there is no substitute for experience Uh, you know it's easy to read the magazines and the books and think that 20 knots is a good sailing day and with experience that can be the case but when you're sitting at the dock, it's easy to forget that 20 knots of wind has a lot of power behind it, uh, especially if you have too much sail up. So really you need experience even to know what your experience allows you to do safely. So for us, um, that is kind of what we lacked. We had done our homework. We we knew how to sail the boat, but we just didn't have the hours logged. Um, and I don't think we were, were reckless in any way to go out on that day um, because clearly we, we handled it. Um, but you know, running downwind without a preventer for 10... You know, it was a long day. I was at the, the helm for something like 10 hours. So without a pre- preventer, relying on a fall, fallible helms person to keep the boat from jibing, uh, you know, in hindsight, that has had some p- pretty serious potential for consequences. Uh, you know, wind gets behind a sail like that and moves the boom across the boat and, and it can go from, you know, just an uncomfortable day to a dangerous day. So that's the kind of thing you just have to learn with experience you know i and i I did you know i knew about preventers i just didn't didn't know enough to actually rig one so um but in terms of people taking boats out with limited experience i don't know i don't know how else you can do it because there's only one way to get that experience i suppose if you have the time and if you have the money and if you're inclined you can take lessons um and that's probably a that's probably a wise thing to do um but, what's, but to, you know, face it, I mean, you can pick up an old sailboat for a thousand bucks, you know? You could, easily, you could spend a thousand bucks on two days of, of, uh, of sailing lessons, you know? So it's, 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 it's kind of the, the incentives are kind of screwy like that. Um, and I think for people who are going to go just kind of pull the band-aid off and go for it, like we did, you just have to, you just have to do your homework and, and make sure you do due diligence in preparing as best you can uh, and let experience be, uh, be your teacher. So after our first day out, we, uh, we kind of hung out on the Severn River for a day, hung out at anchor, cleaned the boat up, just kind of let our nerves relax. Um, also, as I recall, the, the weather forecast was for more of the same, and we weren't quite up for it again. So we had an interesting trip from the Severn River down to the Pocosin River, but I think we'll, we'll save that for next week. So until next time. <music> That's it for this episode of The Bonnie Boat. Thanks for listening. I know time is my most scarce resource these days, so I appreciate you uh, choosing to spend your time listening here. One of the reasons I decided to throw my hat into the podcast ring is to get in touch with other like-minded sailing maniacs. To that end, if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me at thebonnieboat at gmail.com. You can find us online at Bonnieboat.wordpress.com. And remember, to be a sailor, you don't need a YouTube channel with 100,000 video subscribers. You don't need an Instagram account with pictures of beautiful people in their bathing suits. You certainly don't need a podcast. You don't even need a boat. You just need to go sailing. Until next time, this is Firefly standing by on channel 16.